Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. I'm not doing that one again. Fuck it. Uh. <laughs> uh, as usual, this is Ames. I am joined by Caitlin. Jake. And Chris. We are on episode 40. Woo! Oh, shit. Guys, we are like one away from the end of TOS. Woo! I'm actually feeling sad. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna miss these guys. You know, if you'd asked me, say, last week or a few weeks ago, I'd probably say yes. But considering one of the episodes we had today, I don't know if I'm going to miss TOS that much. I don't know. I liked, well, I liked one of the ones today. One the of them ones, was good, yeah. The ones today that we are discussing. We are discussing the Savage Curtain. Ugh. There it was. And All Our Yesterdays, which I thought was pretty okay. Yeah, it was all right. I liked it. That was I good. liked it, yeah. Let's talk Savage Curtain quickly. Ooh. Uh, great. So we are hanging around uh, the planet Excalbia, which is a volcanic planet where a geological survey is being conducted. They look at it. They say, it's all fucking lava. Let's leave. And they try to until Abraham Lincoln shows up on the view screen, hovering in space. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. He says, hey guys, we're Bill and Ted. I miss those guys. And they're like, <laughs> who are you talking about? I'm like, oh no, no, Kirk. Kirk, that's who I meant. Hi. Uh, I'm actual Abe Lincoln. Uh, I'm I'm human. I'm, you know, it's, it's really me. Can let you me tell on. by the mole? Yeah, let me on your ship. I'm only a couple feet shorter than the actual Abe Lincoln. You, you're not going to even notice. <laughs> a couple feet. <laughs> yes. It was, a, it was a little person, Abe Lincoln, that showed up. I mean, compared to the real one. So the Enterprise plays along. Uh, they all get in their dress uniforms to welcome President Lincoln, our 13th... 13th? President? I think it's 13th. Sounds right. 16th. 16th. Close Six, enough. Yeah, one of them. Oh, wait, 13th was... Uh, a different one. Three before Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Jackson was number seven, I think. Yeah. Is that right? No, 20? No, he's always waiting dollar bill. Fuck, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I used to know some of them, and now I know none of them. George Washington, first president. I know that one. Yes! <laughs> Boom. They let him on. They're chatting with him. They're, they're, they're talking about how he's really Ed Lincoln. Millard Fillmore. That's the one. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Um, <laughs> McCoy and Spock are getting testy, because they're like... Kirk, why are, or at least McCoy and Scotty. McCoy and Scotty are getting testy. Spock's yeah. never testy. No, well. Except when he is. Why are you treating right. Abe Lincoln like he's Abe Lincoln? He can't possibly be Abe Lincoln, even though every time we scan him, he's he looks humanoid. On the planet, there's nothing but rocks and a weird thing that happened on the sensors. That was probably nothing. <laughs> um, it, Lincoln says, hey guys, let's go down to the planet. They're like, but it's fucking vo- like volcanoes and shit. He says, oh no, there's a patch right there. And on the screen, do, do, there just appears a big lush green patch with earth-like conditions that they could live on. And they're like, oh, that's interesting. Where did that come from? I guess we'll go down with you. <laughs> is it even real? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's fine. But if it's not, we're dead. But it's, I'm sure it's cool. Spock and Kirk head down there with Abe, of course, their new their new Biffle, uh, and they meet Serac, who was the father of the Vulcan civilization. Hmm. Also, shouldn't technically exist right now, but there he is. He's a fucking he was a hottie though. He's he was cute. He had cute. really beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes and those neck muscles. Whoever was in, yeah, whoever those that are was almost was Cardassian built. neck muscles. Yeah, that's true. And those mm. have to get applied prosthetically. No, that's true. <laughs> 
I think actually Stan might have been descended from Surak. For all the shit we give them, they're built kind of, you know, they're both built like brick shit houses. Sweet. I haven't and it's amazing. Thank you. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so out of nowhere, a rock-like being forms itself out of a rock. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a golem. It was like yeah. a shit demon from Dogma. Dog shit demon? Yeah. Wow, Chris is broke. Is he okay? <laughs> Look at how fucking regular his giggles are. It's like, it's a metronome. <laughs> It's like a metronome. Oh, God. Uh, so, rock creature, the internet tells me his name is Yarnek. I don't think we learned his name in the episode, but the internet Yarnick. tells me his name is Yarnek. He was cool. I liked him. He's trying to learn more about philosophies of other civilizations. So, he's got Surak and Abe here representing the good guys. And he's collected a whole bunch of other weird personalities to represent the bad guys. We see and meet Colonel Green, who was an Earth warlord who led a genocidal war during the 21st century on Earth. I don't remember that. Because we know him as General Flynn. (laughs) Uh, We meet Kaelas, who was the founder of the Klingon Empire. We meet Zora, a woman who had zero lines in the episode. Apparently she conducted experiments on primitive tribes of her planet Tiburon. So the Ronnie? And also Genghis Khan is here, and they're all here so that they can fight to the death to prove if evil or good is better. That or makes sense. something. Yeah, I'm in. The Yarnak doesn't don't doesn't seem to know what the fuck he's talking about. He does not. No, he he made this up as he went along. Very much. Is so. the dark side stronger? You should not be asking that. Or ask that you must not. However the fuck it goes. Go on, Lames. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to something else. Being a whiny shit. Hate leads, leads to, to- Quoting the fucking horrible prequels. <laughs> it leads to 4chan. That was there good, Jake. Go. That was good. So, Yarnek says, fight! And Kirk and Green look at each other like, do we want to fight? I don't think we should fight. Green's like, no, we absolutely shouldn't fight. And Kirk says, wait a minute. In in peace talks, you like to sabotage your, the other side. So you're probably going to sabotage us, aren't you? And he's like, lol, yup. And <laughs> <laughs> And there's fighting for a while, and nothing happens, uh, and they all drift apart again and get into their separate little camps. Surak, of course, being the, the Vulcan peacekeeper, effectively, says, well, during all of our Vulcan peacekeeping times, we sent off emissaries to go make, make the peace with the other side without getting killed. I'm going to try to do that. And everyone says, you'll get killed. He says, no, I'll be fine. And then he goes over there and gets killed. He did say the first couple rounds of emissaries did get killed. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Monty Python. There's a we just kept building a castle. Basically, the other side was just got sick of killing people. They're like, oh my, fine. Fine, we will hear them out. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, so he gets killed over there. Um, we hear screaming for a while. Lincoln goes to go check it out. But it turns out that Kaelas can impersonate people's voices, I guess. He used uh, to be a ventriloquist. Mm. <laughs> but he moves his mouth. The idea of a Klingon with, like, a little ventriloquist dummy Klingon? Complete with, like, a little suit and funny hat? Ah, Funny Mm -hmm. hat? (laughs) Well, because it would have to be perched back because of the ridges, so it would be extra ridiculous. Jesus Christ. I think that's something that Alexander would take up. Right? Sorry, go on. I'm so dummy. You're the dummy. Eh, eh. So as Abe went over to see if (laughs) if Surak was savable and Surak was actually dead, he gets speared in the back, dies. Spock and Kirk... 
somehow just attack everybody. They kill Green, and the others run away. The Yannick realizes, well, evil ran away, therefore... They must have been not as, not as good. But look, good killed, so good is really the same as evil. Am I right? And they all say, no, you weren't right. Because during this whole time, you were threatening to blow up the Enterprise if we didn't do anything. Side note, everyone on the Enterprise was just watching because they were bored as fuck. Well, and the ship was broken again. The ship was broken. They had nothing to do but watch from the view screen because it was arena all over again. <laughs> they were like, oh, but she should try making some explosives. There's saltpeter right there. They tell Yarnick, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yarnick says, all right, peace out, dudes. Say hi to Bill and Ted for us. <laughs> Chill. Uh, and they leave, and that's it. Yeah, it was one of the most anticlimactic endings in the series history. They really got to blow up that planet, or this is just going to happen to somebody else. <laughs> you just wanted to blow up And the they never explain who the fuck Abe Lincoln was. <laughs> he was a projection created yeah. by Yarnick. He might have just been a clone. Why did he... You ever seen Clone High? Yeah, but why did he... <laughs> Yes, that's true. Why did he uh, uh, register as humanoid whenever they tricorder rider? Because he was a clone. Magic. Yeah, because they. Yeah, because. The well, well, we'll talk about that. We talk yeah, about, we'll talk about let's, let's get that to all our yesterdays. All our yesterdays, I really liked. Same. Uh, we go to Sarpedon, which is a planet whose star is about to go supernova, like all of them, like they do. Uh, <laughs> the Enterprise crew has been sent to get all up in its business to take some readings again. <laughs> No, they, they go there. I think they go there just to see the, to make sure the planet yeah. is uh, evacuated. evacuated. Oh, yeah, they yeah. go down. Uh, Spock, McCoy, and Kirk go down there, and they go to a library where there doesn't seem to be anybody around. They're like, "Oh, interesting. I wonder where everybody went." They're scoping around, and then Mister Ataz shows up. He's the librarian. His name is literally A to Z because that's hilarious. Oh, brilliant! Oh, I, I was just thinking that. I was that. like, Ataz must be They're something. They're super right? clever, and he has some random spares of himself lingering about. I'm not sure sure why, but they were there. I think they were robots that he built to, like, or either clones or robots or something he created to help expedite his work. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, he, he was evacuating the entire... Yeah, if he's evacuating the whole planet, then he then it would make sense. So he, he sees uh, the trio and says, Oh no, you guys are super late. We have to get you out of here. Quick, pick a place you want to go and, and I'll send you there because that's how we're evacuating the planet. Kirk and Spock realize, Okay, we'll look at your stuff, whatever. Without ever explaining who they actually were. Mm. That, you know, they don't need saving, but well, whatever. He didn't even ex- really, I don't feel like he really even explained. Well, he assumed they were local. Yeah. 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 So he was just like, oh, know. you know, browse through the library. Like, I thought it was really well done how they didn't really explain anything of what was going on. Yeah, it's a nice way of, like, letting the audience figure it out as you go. Yeah. I liked that. That was super cool. Kirk is looking at this little disc. The discs were also super cool. Like, little random CD-ROM precursors. I liked mm-hmm. them. Is looking at one of, like, 16th century era, some back alley that he'd be totally into. And McCoy and Spock are looking over a Ice Age history disc when Kirk hears a scream uh, coming through this gateway. This appropriately unlabeled gateway. And he runs through it and Atos says, no, no, don't run through, what's the name of the device? The Etavacron. Don't run through it. You haven't been prepared yet. But Kirk runs through it because, you know, lady, she might have tits. (laughs) Spock and McCoy say, Kirk, where are you going? And they run through as well. Kirk appears in 16th century wherever the fuck in the middle of a brawl between all these random musketeers and a lady. Uh, and Dr. Crusher. She looked a lot like Dr. Crusher. She looked a lot like Dr. Crusher. Well, she looked like Dr. Crusher if she were an old hag. Dr. Wow. Crusher, a little more crushed. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Spock and McCoy appear in that Ice Age world where they were they were uh, where they were viewing two seconds ago, and they can't get to each other, but they can kind of hear each other talking. So after Kirk saves the lady, because Kirk can't not save a lady, all the locals hear him talking to voices, say he's probably a witch, and have him and the lady locked up. Meanwhile, Spock and the other one. McCoy. <laughs> There's only three of them in this episode, and I can't I can't keep names straight. They're wandering around in this Arctic wasteland until McCoy can go on no further, when luckily they're saved by a hooded figure, who turns out to be... A pretty lady. A super hot lady in a nice coat. Mm-hmm. Uh, she saves everybody, brings them back to her lovely, like, well-heated lair in yeah. a cave somewhere. Built over hot spring and everything. Yeah, hot spring. She's got lots of, like, mammoth coats. Uh, mammoth meats to snack mammoth on. kebabs. <laughs> a nice rock bed for McCoy to, to lounge upon. Hey, good for his back. Yeah. Crack that one spot. <laughs> Spock immediately hits it off with her. They bang. I'm certain they banged. They fucked. Oh, they I'm banged, certain yeah. they banged. For sure. Um, and, and like, they were in a cave, which means it reverberated, so McCoy oh. heard everything. Yeah, it turns out that the lady, uh, her name is Zarabeth. She also is from this future and went back in time. I didn't say say this. What happened yet? So it turns out everybody in in Sarpedon to escape the supernova, they went back in time to live out the rest of their lives sometime in the past instead of getting getting supernova t- to death. And they all picked what era. And Zarabeth uh, was a criminal of some kind, and she was forced into the Ice Age. And she tells Spock and McCoy, "There's no way to get back because going through the the Dealey machine, if you weren't programmed." Oh, if you were programmed, I'm going to start this over. Going back through the dealing machine, you're programming. Someone else explain this part. It they changes like, your DNA. It changes like your molecules so that you're attuned to that time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well, they're supposed to actually do something before you go through it. That ends up being the loophole. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't tell them that, though. She's just like, nope, you can't go back. I feel like she wouldn't know. She wouldn't know whether they were prepared or not. Yeah, she wanted them to stay. No, that's the whole thing. She didn't know. She was just... But even even the guy like with Kirk, you know, until Kirk said I wasn't prepared, he was like, "Oh shit, you can go back. Never mind, get the fuck out of here." Right. And actually, in fact, having been not prepared, staying in the past would eventually kill them, possibly. Yeah, he yeah. says if you don't even prepared, you can only stay for a few hours. Yeah, which seems weird. I well, it makes sense. We'll get to that. Yeah. So Kirk uh, in prison talks to his prosecutor or his attorney or I don't quite know who it was. Somebody comes down who turns out is also Reverend from the future. Putnam. Yeah. <laughs> and Kirk is talking about the library, and he came back from the future, and the attorney person is is like, <clears throat> Ixnay on the Ucherfay. <laughs> so the, the librarian doesn't want to, like, library or the, um... Prosecutor guy. The, the prosecutor's got a fucking good deal going on. Doesn't mm. want to, to risk any of that with Kirk being a stupid fuck and just blurting out whatever. Stupid uh, fuck. But Kirk ends up trying to do a weird escape attempt. Ends up getting the prosecutor to tell him how to get back. Gets back to the library where Antoz tries to just throw him back in again. <laughs> You're not supposed cart. to be here. Get back in. Until Kirk finally explains to him what's going on. We have to save Spock and McCoy. Or they'll be trapped there when those star supernova and I can't get them. Librarian uh, decides to help and find wherever they went. McCoy in Ice Age Land is having none of not getting a lady while Spock gets all of the lady. So he decides, I'm just getting the fuck out of here. She's been lying to you because I can tell because McCoy... Because you're a full idiot. Maybe I got my heartbeat monitor and I can tell. He He always has that And he says... 
This is pun far enough! <laughs> I'm not using that as the title. Use it as You're the doing title. It. it doesn't apply to both episodes. Hey, this is a goddamn democracy. Is it? I don't think no, it is. I think it's Chris's decision. Yeah. I mean, insofar that I do the edit. Yeah, you leave in, you leave a lot of shit in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You'll probably leave this in because we'll see how long okay. it goes. Oh Lord. Uh, McCoy leaves. Spock and Zarabeth follow him to the area where they came through originally. Kirk yells to them to come back through. Spock and Zarabeth have a tearful goodbye, and then she leaves, and they jump back through, and everything's okay. Atos goes through the portal to go to his family, and he's probably okay, unless his family decided somewhere terrible to live. In which case, sorry, guy. End of episode, mostly. Uh, Alright, so the um, Lincoln. Lincoln. Let, let me get into my this episode was terrible pose. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh my god. Okay, you guys should have done what I did. What positives? There was a the space. No, yeah. no, my positive was Yarnek was a fucking cool critter. That was cool. He was he was a you know big rock puppet looking thing. Yeah. He was puppeted, worn, I guess, because he was big enough by the same guy Janos Prohaska who did the Horda. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So he got to... like the Horda. It, it, it could be the Horda's daddy. And I will say, when he spoke, the lights in his head flashed... I liked the ...very much in conjunction, which it took Doctor Who until, like, the 80s to nail having the Dalek lights flash properly in time with speech. Well, so, and wasn't it just something that the person, the operator inside would do? I think, maybe. Well, he wasn't the one doing the voice. A different person did the voice. Yeah, that so. makes sense. But yeah, they got they got the voice and light sync much better. Well, and I actually really thought that the movements of it were very nice and robotic feeling. Like, I was he like, looked like, he was shit, made that's... Rock. Well, and I was yeah. also just kind of like, wow, the animatronics here are fantastic. And you were like, that's not animatronic. I think there's somebody in there. And I was like, holy shit, I'm even more impressed now. Yeah, his design was good. His use was good. It's a shame he was in such a fucking pile of an episode. The voice modulation was good too because they yeah. had that double voice yep. with like weird echo effect situation going on. Yeah, I think we can I all agree it. Mushroom Rock Monster was great. Yeah, yeah I liked yeah. Yarnek was The rest the of this episode part. was cold piss. Alright! Oh, Everyone, oh, no. I have to we knew this was coming. Alright, hold on. Let me get out my cannon pen here and I'm going to write myself a little letter. <laughs> Dear... Mr. Rottenberry. Whoa. <laughs> that real little skewer him good. <laughs> Dear Mr. Rottenberry, I would like to lodge a complaint in the episode entitled... What's this one called? The Savage Curse. The Savage Shithole! <laughs> you tell him. You've so. introduced us to the character known as... K-less. The... Whatever. What the hell is his title? K-less the fuckface. The Unforgettable. The Unforgettable. Who we'll later learn in Star Trek The Next Generation that K-less was the founder of the Klingon people, more or less. Invented the whole thing. Sword forged out of hair or some nonsense. There's there's Surak. Yes. However, we know from the next generation and when Kaylas is resurrected, um, oh, spoiler alert, folks, that um, he is not an augment clan. He is, in fact, 
A ridge-headed Klingon. So how come in the episode The Savage Curtain is Kalas depicted as an augment Klingon? Hmm? Ooh, explain that, Mr. Brannon Braga and Rick Berman and Michael Pillar and anyone else involved in that abomination of a storyline? If I may present what I believe Mr. Roddenberry's argument would be. Fuck you. First of all, nice tits, ladies. Second. Ain't wrong. Keep in mind that this monster is. No, no, no. Do it in a nerd voice. No. I'm not as good at it. I don't want to follow that. (laughs) Keep in mind that this monster is creating these images based mostly on what it's getting from the crew as opposed to their, from their databanks, right? So even if it logically knows that it should have lumps, he knows that what Kirk and Spock think of as Klingons are smooth-headed. So he made it to fit their expectations just as he made Lincoln to fit Kirk's expectations and Surak to fit Spock's. I like this explanation. Mm, I withdraw my complaint! Is that why Surak was so hot? Yes. And why he looked so much like Sarek, frankly, I felt? I think it looked more like Stan. I, know you I, I accept. I accept your explanation, Chris. Thank you. I'll buy that. I only thought of it while you were ranting, which is why I didn't offer it off air earlier. Mm. However, you don't think Roddenberry was that clever? Well, like, Roddenberry didn't know they were yeah. going to retcon the. Well, I also the retcon is the problem. I also yeah. just don't know that it applies because <laughs> the other characters that you know, like that lady, Zora, the wicked the witch, witch of the West, there, yeah. Like, was she somebody that they knew about that was, like... I'm sure she was in their history books. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't know what her voice sounded like, which is why she didn't have any lines. To me, though, honestly, like, yes, that that does make it fit, so Mm. I will will yield the point. Thank you. However, I will say that it further points out both the stupidity of needing the retcon in the first place. Yeah. And the fact that so many fucking numbnuts are upset that the Klingons are going to look different in Discovery all of a sudden. <laughs> Shut up, people! <laughs> Shut up! The Klingons look different every time we see them. That's the that's the rule. That's because television looks every looks different every couple no of years. No shit! Yeah. So listen, if you're somebody, listeners, if you're somebody out there who saw the Star Trek Discovery trailer, which will have released a couple months ago by your time. It's still quite recent for us. Yes. Uh, and we're upset that, oh, those Klingons, what are they doing to the Klingons? Those aren't the Klingons that I know. Boop, 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 boop. If that's your attitude towards that, then fuck you. It's a okay? New voice. Because the like Klingons it. look boop, different boop, boop, boop. every time we see them. You have. Original series, the first original series Klingons, who were just bronzered up. Then you have later original series Klingons, which legit blackface, let's be real. Then you have, you know, the movie slash TNG Klingons. Well, actually, there's the motion picture Klingons, which are different from the ones that will show up in 3 on. This is true, they're slightly different. And then, but you also have the Undiscovered Country Klingons, which are further different, I feel. Yep. You have... You know, basically what you think of as your standard Klingon through most of TNG, DS9, etc. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Star Trek 2009 Klingons who are, uh, well, the Into Darkness Klingons. Yep. Different again. Lots of jewelry. Yep. 
So and helmets to kind of avoid the ridge question. Yep. Hmm. Um, Actually, there was a deleted scene from the 2009 one that would have featured the Klingons, and again, helmets to avoid hmm. the question. So that's so, funny. The the point here being, Klingons are going to look different. Yeah. Klingons got a cling. In fact, yeah. all the aliens are going to look different. The first time we saw the Cardassians, they had some weird helmet, like not helmet, that like weird facial cage thing. Interesting. Mm, it sounds so, sexy. And yeah, so chill basically. Anyway, back to the show. Back to the show. Do we have to? Yeah. I mean, that admittedly Savage was more interesting curtain. than anything in the Savage Oh, curtain. I have some some other interesting stuff. Uh, the original script was supposed to also feature Socrates, Ooh. Hitler, uh, and Attila the Hun, among other characters. <laughs> My God, Spock wouldn't have yeah, been able Hitler, to deal with the Hitler joy would have been of on the good Hitler. team. <laughs> and Kirk would have been like, what the fuck? Why is Hitler on the good team? Like, well, Obviously, Spock, Captain, he's very man. efficient. <laughs> I actually, I actually really like the inclusion of uh, of Colonel Green because it's somebody from our future but their past. Yeah. Because it, like, they fucking love to seed from you know the past and go to like Lincoln or go yeah. to Hitler or go to you know anyone that we'd be aware of and then like make up a new future guy. That's kind of cool. Mm, yeah. A, a new like you know like Khan was like Khan was an, a, a historic figure to them but not to us. Yeah. I just found it slightly distracting that Colonel Green's outfit looked like Mork's minus the big triangle. Mm. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting how the rock lobster made... <laughs> um, <laughs> gave the long explanation. Like, he assumed they knew who Genghis Khan was. Yep. So he didn't provide an explanation for Genghis Khan, but then he did provide a description of each of the others. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So you would know who they were. They should have done all of them. So the big... Biggest I- oh, there's so many issues. But the biggest failing of this episode is that they spend so much time dicking around with fake Lincoln <laughs> on the Enterprise mm. that the actual point of the episode has to be rushed in like 15 minutes. It's like, guys, this was the point of the episode. But it was this so should have been. Oh yeah, no, hey, it would have been stupid spent regardless. A lot of money to rent that Abe Lincoln costume. Okay, <laughs> well, so still they're in a lot of the episode. They're gonna get their fucking money's worth. Four hours in the makeup chair getting that mole put on. Yeah. And getting his lips removed. Yes. When oh. I, every scene, like, and it was weird, because in some scenes he was paler than others. There's one episode where he is so brown. One scene. You're like, you're like, did they think he was made of copper? Even his hand looked <laughs> yeah, they, they like well, a penny. They look for reference. And that's the thing. <laughs> they did paint him up, because you could see a point where his sleeve had fallen a little, and he was paler. Oh my god. They had gone through and purposely, I think it was to make him look all sort of backwoodsy and ruddy, Ooh. but... It was, and also the the like amount of crease around his eyes fluctuated from scene to scene. Mm. His makeup was a fucking disaster. Yeah, it was weird. But yeah, they spent so. Oh my! Listen to him talking about the makeup. I've taught him so well. Also, I mean, yeah. Also, for fuck's sake, like, I, like, all right, all right. I don't have good versus evil, so I'm gonna get a couple of like a philosopher and a politician and push up against actual warriors. Like, there were surely good guys who knew how to throw a punch. Yeah, and why pick, why as you're, you know, we got four on one side, four on the other side. The other two you pick are just random guys from Starfleet. Who you just assume are good. Yeah. Yeah, that's they true. Obviously have if they of, picked Chekhov, what would they have done? They, they never read Jake's uh, The Worst Admirals Ever article, clearly. Mm. Yeah, what the fuck, Rock Monster? Why aren't you following our Tumblr? Like you folks at home should be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, they originally wanted uh, Mark Leonard to play Lincoln. Really? Yeah, I guess he was. Wait, sir? That would have been yeah. weird. Yeah. That would have been Especially his third appearance. And his first one is a character with round ears. Especially <laughs> putting him next to Surik, who I honestly really felt already looked a lot like him. Yeah, that'd be odd. Um, unless unless he really changed up that. Well, 
You were wearing the hat, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, I kind of wouldn't have minded that. That would have been interesting. Hmm. Weird, but interesting. Weird string. I mean, terrain. you know, this way, though, <laughs> he was dark. only in good episodes of the original series. <laughs> yeah, would you really want to spoil his legacy? No. no, you're right. No. Yeah, considering this, the whole point of this episode was, was a battle of good and evil, there was almost no action. Well, there was just, almost no battling. The yeah, whole the problem is like throwing sticks at each other. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm amazed that any of them were able to throw a spear hard enough to kill Lincoln. Oh, no, they, they, like, had him stand still and, like, drove it in inch by inch yeah. That's with a hammer. Well, I did, I, I say, <laughs> the funniest part for me in this episode was when they were preparing, and Spock's over there carving a spear with, mm. with a rock, and then Kirk walks up with a completely green, <laughs> freshly picked stick with leaves still on it. He's like, all right, we're ready to go! God, I found a tree. <laughs> well, he was starting to carve it. Yeah. I think. Oh, you gotta carve these things? Really? Rock. Should I take the leaves off first? You think? And the thing is, the leaves are all then <laughs> torn away really quickly because, like, yeah. a few seconds later, I don't think any real time has passed in the show. Like, Spock handed him one of the finished ones. And said, "Captain, you're gonna need this." Jesus, Jim. Mm. Um, Get trapped. That's again. what that episode needed. Really, was it to be Kirk and McCoy? <laughs> and it could have been like the guy that invented bourbon could have been his counterpart. <gasps> Yeah, so so Abraham Lincoln is like a big idol of Kirk's. I would never have guessed. I actually would never have guessed that. It like makes, I don't understand why. Like no fucking sense. It's just like this kid from the twenty well, eventually twenty third century. But based on the math, they say you know Lincoln died three hundred years ago. So apparently it's the twenty second century right now. But whatever. Idolizes this president from a government that fell long before his birth. Like yes. He was born in America. But, like, how well-known will the Civil War be and Lincoln be to someone born in the post-divided Earth America? You know, honestly, there will probably still be Southerners who are flying the Confederate flag, so who knows? Oh, my God. Can we talk about when Lincoln met Uhura? Oh, God, I was hoping yeah, to avoid we, that. Yeah, we should have. No, we really it should talk It was the only interesting thing that happened in the also, whole Also, Caitlin was still awake, so. I cringed That's true. so I, I was hard. awake for that. I think we all gasped at the television. Because we knew it was going to happen, and we knew yeah. something was about to happen. Uh, tell but, them what happened, Caitlin. So, Lincoln was like, ah, what a charming negress. Oh. And all of us went, Ugh. <laughs> And Uhura is just fucking smiling, like, oh, thanks. And, you know, and... And, and Lincoln's like, oh, that must have been offensive. And she's like, oh, and she's like, no. no, I love it when you use old-timey slang. Words can't hurt me anymore. What the fuck is that? I can't even answer. Like, uh. we've, we've learned to accept who and what we are. Like, I don't... Yeah. Like, I just... Like... Thank you, white men who wrote this show, for letting us all know how... See, no, no, in the future, the the deal is, there's no more racism in the future, so so nothing matters anymore. Negro comes back into fashion. Was it... Uh, Negress. Oh, yes. Now, I genuinely don't remember. Was that even an accepted term in the 60s, or had it fallen out of favor by then? I think it was on the way out. I think it was a little getting a little antiquated, because this is post-civil rights at this point. I mean, there's obviously still a lot of problems, uh, as there are today. But the but, first sort of major modern push, I guess, But I happened. feel like Negress 
definitely is older timey. Like I feel like Negro was the all encompassing. That's word true. He's specifically that gendering it. Like makes it. Yeah, like I don't know really about really even the yeah, I don't know about that specifically. What what else did oh no I was supposed to say what did you call it? Queen of Africa? But no, that was um that Doctor, Doctor Who. Who episode with, with Martha and Shakespeare. Yeah. And ebony, ebony, whatever the fuck, and I'm yeah. just like, Whoa. well, except that was at least purposely played for like. Martha was like, "Whoa, what's he doing?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's the past." Just uh. don't mm. actually deck him in the dick. Yeah, but yeah, so that was that was fun. A horror just being <laughs> words don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln Lincoln was portrayed kind of odd throughout this episode because he starts off. With, with this weird, weird memory loss. Mm. He comes in and is like, oh. <laughs> Almost like he wasn't really Lincoln. Pretty much. Oh, there's going to be the another a Vulcan character down there, but I forget who, and I don't remember why I forget that. Weird. But I'm totally Lincoln. Uh, and then hey, they as, said honest Abe, not, you know, <laughs> photographic memory he did, Abe. He his brain blown out, so. <laughs> <laughs> Two yikes. That's what I said when he went down with the spear in his back. Like, at least... It wasn't the head again. Oh. And then later, when, when he's devising the attack after Surik has died, Abe's like, well, we gotta go fucking kill him. And they both look at, like, Spock and Kirk both yeah. look at him like, Abe? He's like, what? I led by- Did you not hear about the Civil War? Lots of people died. Let's go get him. That was actually something that was interesting. This idea, like, that should have been a much better scene. Yeah. Of him being like... If it were Mark Leonard, maybe. I, I, I just, the script was so bad. Like, I don't yeah. even blame the actor here. This was just a terrible script. Like, again, the script should have spent more time on the planet. Probably, yeah. And there should have been a longer thing of, like, Lincoln really sort of debating, well, wait a minute, am I good because of this and that and that and this? And again, it should have come down to Mushroom Rock Monster and she going like, oh, wait a minute, that's... Because I don't think the Rock Monster learns anything by the end. No. Because, like, the fact that they didn't want to fight to begin with that was your lesson, Rock yeah. Monster. In fact, after after three out of the four bad guys run away, and the Rock Monster says, oh, well, the bad guys run away, you know, evil must not be that great, I wanted to be like, running away was an option? I would have run away! Like, immediately. Also, I mean, not to be too fucking, like, gloomy, but evil doesn't tend to run away in the real world. Like, that is certainly a characteristic of evil that fiction loves to give evil. Hmm. That at the end of the day, when, when the chips are really down, evil is actually cowardly. The villain who fights and runs away lives to see another day! Exactly. But in reality, while there are always sort of, you know... The world presents us with examples of people who are only awful behind a wall of anonymity. And once presented in real life with their awfulness, will crumble like the worthless little feckless scum they are. There will always be those true believers who are proudly out there, admitting who and what they are, and don't run away from concerted resistance. And it's a stupid lesson. And again, not just Star Trek is guilty of this, but especially if that was kind of like... When they've had so many other episodes where it's been like, the point has kind of been like, look, I don't want to fight... Fighting and killing are dumb, and it's like, yeah, you're right. Oh, I see. That's what makes you like evolved. But for here, the lesson to be like, I guess bad people run and good people are basically the same thing. But don't run. But what? Sorry, you. you were... Well, I mean, like to be fair though, if they had just done the, oh, they don't want to fight, so they must be good. If they had done that again, we would have been angry about that. I'm not saying that hmm. that that the other solution that they gave us was good because it's not. But I do feel like well, yeah, if they had been like, oh, they don't want to fight, therefore they are good. We wouldn't like, yep, we've seen this episode six times already. That's true. And I mean, regardless, the whole plot 
was yet that that yet again. So that part was boring and pointless, and you're right. But I'm almost more like I'd have preferred repetition to this wishy-washy, fucked-up bullshittery. Even if Kirk had like just stood his ground and made a big Kirk speech to be like, "You misunderstood." And he sort of tried to do that, but clearly he hadn't gotten through to the rock monster. Well, the monster wasn't, wasn't a computer. You're right. The problem. They should blow this fucking planet they up. They really have to. Because well, the also, next people that come down, they're just going to be like, well, next part of the test. Can people swim forever? <laughs> <laughs> no, you drown. Good to know. Do Klingons like tribbles? <laughs> so I also, though, feel like it would have been really silly. This, this episode... Had already painted itself into a corner long mm-hmm. before it got to the end. The ending. second they were like, let's have Lincoln in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was, well, <laughs> well, because you couldn't really. So, yes, you could do a repeat of Arena, yep. wherein Kirk throws down his arms and says, no, I won't kill him. And then and then the rock monster turns into, you know, a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cherub and's like, all right, we'll let you go. But that wouldn't work because they already did it in Arena. And also, they're fucking. Clearly just illusions, you know, projections. Anyway, so from Kirk's perspective, there's really... The only stakes are his life and the Enterprise, so why yeah. take the chance? And why Spock. moralize? Spock's there, too. Yeah, and Spock. Yeah. Well, I think, so, I think they weren't illusions so much as... The impression by the end that I was under was that they were able to transmute matter. Sure. So they made some of their this own could have been people, people into mm-hmm. humans. Oh, interesting. Because they did mention, it was easy to miss, that, like, the thing Scotty locked onto before he beamed up Lincoln for a split second, he said, looked like it was, like, yeah, that was silicate s- with claws. That was some like weird Like the mushroom monster. Yeah. So they had clearly just made one of their own people in... Well, I mean, there's even the question of, like, this planet's made the, of lava. How did he appear in the, um, the view screen? That's a different thing entirely. Yeah, it's, they, didn't, they didn't really explain that. But yeah. then these people could... They can do all sorts of weird shit, so... This episode was bad, and it should feel bad. Yes. Yep, I'm sure it does. But yeah, it's interesting, too, because, like, presumably the monsters are the lava, and they exist in sort of like Sentient a... Sentient lava. Well, it, it's not too much of a stretch when you think about the founder homeworld we'll eventually see, which I won't get into details now for those who don't quite know what that means, but keep that in mind for three years from now, or four. More. Uh, five? Anyway. It maybe even picked that form for itself right then. You know, because they had to create the land and then create the people. So how many of them are... Oh, God, it's getting complicated. And it's, this episode isn't worth the amount of thought I'm giving it. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It was shit. Yeah, it wasn't very good. No. Nope, nope, nope. Next one was pretty good, though. I liked the next one. All Our Yesterdays? I thought that was a fantastic premise. Couple, a couple bits of weirdness, but a great premise. I loved that, you know, we actually had the, the team split up from each other. Yeah. And trying to get back. I like that there was no stupid B-plot on the ship. There was no ship at all. Yeah. This no, is true. This is, I think it's the only episode in all of the original series where you do not see the enterpr- the interior of the Enterprise. Mm. We yeah. hear we ah. hear some voiceovers from Scotty, yeah. and that's it, because we only ever see, you know, the, the happy three, as we've dubbed them for some stupid reason. Uh, yeah, the happy three, Atos. So it makes it uncomplicated that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also one makes thing. it cheap. Well, I don't know. They, they had lots of fucking like wind burn. Oh, I just mean like they didn't have to, but they didn't have to pay the crew. Main they didn't crew, have to give which Walter Koenig his salami twenty sandwich. bucks a salami <laughs> sandwich. Right. Speaking of Walter Koenig, he wasn't in this episode. Let's talk about somebody else. <laughs> um, the one thing that sort of annoyed me, I know, is because they had to save money. But it's like, isn't it convenient that this planet had a like. 16th century Regency period, so they could just bust out existing props and costumes. And mm. Why? When were they in the 16th century? Before? That's where Kirk wound up. 
No, before. I mean, it, oh no, I just mean like sure it was like something on the yeah. studio oh, lot, yeah, 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 like sure. stuff that they already owned. I'm sure, there was already like a ye old England town. Yeah, and yeah. then they also saved lots of money on Zerabeth costume because it was just a little green bikini kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy, um, but she did have a pretty cool like her robe. I liked her. Oh yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the mammoth coat there. I liked yeah. it. Um, I like that you couldn't tell who it was when you first met her because she had the hood all the way out. Yeah. She was like an albino ghost of Christmas yet to come. Mm. It was a you, you realize their skin isn't their coat, right? I mean, yeah, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm sorry to steer her by. I would like to apologize to any albinos who listen to the podcast who have been offended by these comments. We also got the um, the ghost of Jacob Marley in the form of the giant chains. <laughs> <laughs> there was giant chains in Kirk's uh, history. I, I I will say though, the performance from the prosecutor guy was a bit too wacky comedy for this episode. Because <laughs> well, I feel like it was trying to otherwise be kind of serious, and here he's being like, oh, oh, I'm a comedy fat man. Oh. He was like, he had, he had some good expressions. Some fucking veal Very mouth. expressive. He had like the vealiest <laughs> lips I've ever seen. Veal, veal. I don't know what that means. It's a type, type of meat. I know so, what veal is. How does that have to do with It's just lips? like slimy and, I don't know, oh. I wasn't into so it. So last, last episode we had Lincoln with no lips. This week, we've this episode we've got, you know, prosecutor guy with veal Veal lips lips. um i don't know i feel like there's gonna be this so let's talk about the plan of these this planet right so Mm -hmm. they know that their star is about to blow up yep they know it's going to destroy the entire planet Mm -hmm. so their solution instead of evacuate the planet to another planet maybe they don't have the capacity maybe they don't i'm not not no they did mention they don't have space travel i'm not criticizing them at all what i'm saying is their plan is to send everybody into the past yep at any point in time that they want to yep but they have to act like they belong I mean, yep. you can't fuck up the past. We've learned this but a couple of times. You think, okay, That's so trusting an awful yeah, lot of people to not there's, fuck there's up the past. millions of people on this planet. Everyone mm-hmm. who's not trustworthy just gets executed. And Sent to the Ice Age. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, nothing to fuck you know, up like, there. Someone's going to go back to like... So, someone is definitely going to pretend to be, be and Jesus. You have know? a have a, a, a sports almanac and... Yeah! I mean, here's the thing, Here's the thing. This must, just by rights, be a stable time loop. I mean, it has to be, otherwise it would be all fucked. Yeah, no, like, they clearly, like, this just keeps happening over and over and over. Those people were supposed to be there. Their society became the society it did. Oh, I just came up with a perfect alternate ending to this episode. Spock, after, you know, with the girl and everything, they Spock and McCoy come back. And Atos is there, and he's got pointed ears. <laughs> and and he goes back into the and he runs into the transporter, and like McCoy and Spock look at each other, and Kirk says, "I don't remember him having pointed ears before." And then that's the that's the joke. Oh like no! It. Oh, <laughs> I was I was reading up on this episode. Apparently, there are two uh, novels, and they're not canonical novels. They're not called. They're not in in the world of canon. Uh, but there are two <laughs> sequels to this episode oh, good. that feature uh, Zarabeth's son Czar, Clan of the Cave Bear. Mm. Maybe. Does he have pointy ears? Of course he does. Whoa. 
Wait, we, we were so so. In the, according to those, then Spocks, nope, Vulcans, <laughs> Vulcans and humans can breed without assistance. Interesting. Maybe there's just something wrong with Sarah. Well, Spock is also half human, so maybe he can more easily. Oh. So instead of making, but a, then again, she's not human. She's from that planet. Yeah, but they're, they're clearly is. just humans. Yeah. There's no. Well. There's nothing glued to their face no, or forehead. That's true. Well, and they're also, not bronzered up. Good to know that the human Vulcan hybrid is not the mule. Mm. But the donkey or whatever, <laughs> right? Because mules aren't are I, sterile, aren't they? I isn't think, it? Isn't I it like so. I know liger donkeys are. and donkey and also zebras and horses like can mate, but then they become sterile, I think, or something similar to that situation. They become fruit stripe, <laughs> delicious for about five seconds. Yeah, flavor doesn't last. Long. They become fruit stripe. So we don't know much about the preparation process that they keep banging on about that Kirk, Spock, and <laughs> Preparation H never went through. But the one thing that makes sense is how you're preparing their cells. Like presumably, part of that involves making it so their bodies can deal with maybe diseases that existed. In the past, that no longer oh, like exists. Some kind of inoculation, would, or at the very least, I feel least, like it's a, a time traveling one. Well, it would also, well, but also to, so they can eat the food and not shit themselves to death on the first. Well, day. also you, you would want to remove any antibodies that you're carrying, so that you don't introduce new diseases True. into the past that weren't there before. Um, I feel like I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily a disease thing. I feel like it was a time will actually kill you kind of a I thing. Mean, but that's but, the thing, though. Like in real life, if you had time travel. You would die. Pretty, you would get really sick almost immediately. Plus, you would Kill make everybody else. there really sick. Yeah, like Back to the Future Three. Just really like Marty should have spent the entire movie just on the shitter because he ate that you know rabbit that his ancestor shot and then drank the brown water and like he just he should have been violently ill the yeah. whole time. I have a question. Do we think by the twenty third century that the human body has lost the appendix or like the gallbladder or any of that shit that's not really necessary because if so then maybe they gotta regrow an appendix to go back Wasn't, in time i feel like there was a reference somewhere oh no it was tonsils someone had their tonsils removed and then on i think it was the planet with the jizz flowers that they, they grew, grew back, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean it's only 300 400 years so that's a bit quick for evolution they could be more vestigial by then, but I'm sure they would still and I'm exist. Sure, and I'm sure it's possible, considering how it's probably, surgery is a lot safer. And yeah. They probably just give you a fucking pill. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. You can regrow up kidneys with a pill. There's probably another one that zaps your appendix. Yeah, I, can, I can't imagine that they wait for something to go wrong before they take that shit out. And they're probably just like, you know what, just, you know, baby's yeah. born, check the pulse, spank it, make sure it cries, zap the appendix, zap the gallbladder... Send them, a, out. Send them out. They've got a pill for the first spanking now. They don't have to do that <laughs> shit anymore. And also you could even, you know, you could say like, oh, well, maybe they just genetic engineered it out at some point. But as will retroactively become the case, they're still very gun shy about genetic engineering because of the eugenics wars. Hmm. Like even well into the 24th century, that shit is super criminal in the Federation. You do not do that. You do not. You know, though, Jake, to your earlier point, I was thinking about the whole like stable time loop thing. In theory, one of their citizens would probably eventually work it out at some point. Because hmm. they had some amount of advanced warnings. So might have been like, oh, wait a minute. We're all going to go back and... T- yeah. Oh, dear. So he made like a packet of information to send back hmm. sort of to his earlier self, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It also doesn't make much sense that the Enterprise was going there because it was a pre... 
not even pre-warp culture, but a pre-space flight culture. Well, you know, they all, they do often go and observe stars exploding and shit. Yeah, but this time they seem to specifically be going to check on the fact that, like, they knew there was a, an industrial civilization there that had suddenly vanished, and they were like, what happened there? It's I like, have a thought. that doesn't matter. I have yes. a thought. They go down there, and they, and they go directly to the library. Yeah. And everyone else is gone. For some reason, they even say like there's no life, even though Mister Etaz is still fucking right there, and he's not one of his weird clone things. Yeah. But I feel like they may have gone down there just to go hit up hit up the library and oh, get maybe. some of their info. Maybe yeah. they end up not taking any with them though when they do actually. Well, because they waste all that time. Yeah, they wasted all that time banging chicks in the past. So who wants to bet that Mister Etaz? was mm-hmm. not who he claimed to be, but Ooh. was actually that horrible <gasps> dictator who'd been sending people into the past Ooh. earlier. I like this theory. And, like, clearly his government had fallen at some point, and so he'd pulled a Kodos and he'd become the librarian, which is why he had that stupid, obvious cover name. I like to, well, I, I like to imagine that he did, that when he saw Kirk and Spock and McCoy show up, he just, like, looked around the room for the first thing, and all he saw was, like, a card catalog that said A to Z. He's like, <laughs> ah, Etos! That's my name! <laughs> <laughs> well, I still I think from in my version he's like he had been posing as a librarian for a while probably because mm. I was under the impression that the guy that had sent what's her name back in time had been sort of a weird dictatorial person because I think she he was, was saying, like he was, I feel like he was like the, the leader of a big crime ring or something yeah he are we was talking about this is, right now? this is still all our after no, 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 no but the but you're saying the dictator who was sent oh. people back. Um, when we talked to Zarabeth, the chick that Spock put it to, she would talk about, oh, yes, I was sent here um, as punishment. Oh, because of my crime, because right. of, Because of the crimes and my leader, whose name I've forgotten. There was a Me. Z in it somewhere. Yeah. Zarnok or something? Some, something that sounds like space evil guy. Yeah. Was it, it Zoda? Because that's Atos <laughs> backwards. Just saying. <laughs> I know. Nailed it. Yes. But yeah, that's just a bit of headcanon. I also like, don't know, like... We don't know necessarily when she was sent back. Like Right, that's the other She might not have been sent back. She's got a nice cave now, so long enough to make up a nice cave. And long that's enough true. to fucking kill some mammoths. mammoth shit. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's why I imagine, like, you know, he was probably younger and in his prime when he was doing whatever. Because the impression on that, that whatever she had done, she'd been sent back sort of as some sort of, like, persecution thing more than actual thing. But I mean, anyway, but that's why I imagine he could have been younger and now, like I said, he's pulling a Kodos. Kodos became an actor. He became a librarian. In terms of how the, the Atavacron works, and this I got, for some reason I got hung up on this at the very, very end. So, we can hear through the walls, if you're at the wall where you came through, and yep. you shout through it, people who are on the wall of the other side can hear you, and people yep. who are in the, the library, if they have it set to your file can hear you. Yep. Does this mean that all the hundreds or thousands of different entry points that there are, that there's just a wall in each of them where they just hear voices from other places every so often? Probably. I feel like this can't be the first time that that particular wall in the 16th century place, voices have come out of it. Yeah. Is this why Joan of Arc thought God was talking to her? Probably, yeah. I I like to imagine that every so often all the people from the future gather by their point and just like, Hey! Hey, Bill, you there? Yeah, yeah, Fred, how are you? Good, good. How's your time period? It, it's pretty awesome. It, you know, it's really, it's, 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 uh, it's at that point where our global warming was like just starting to make everything pleasant before it got awful for 300 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I'm in the awful part because I like dry heat. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, how is it? Oh, bad, my bad. Yeah, I'm a humid kind of guy. I prefer the yeah. humid heat. And they just occasionally have like little conferences, check, catch up with their old friends. I like that. Mm. That's interesting. Discuss the stable time loop. I mean, this is such a cool concept for an episode, but I can't help but think that 
sending everybody back into the past does not really solve any of the problem. Well, no, because they'll all just be born again and get sent back again. Yeah. But then again, what problem is there to solve? You can't keep a sun from going nova. But you yeah. can keep your civilization going in the future. Right now, they've just kind of like put the end end page of their Yeah, and the fact that you have to planet. fit in with whatever time period you're in, like the... like the Well, they did say something the about veal guy. fucking with their brainwaves, so maybe that makes it easier. The brainwaves thing. So Spock res- reverts to his to like past Vulcan... Because Behaviors? he hadn't been prepared. Yeah, that make much that sense. was very strange. Yeah. But so presumably, if he had been prepared, that wouldn't have happened. But some, uh, I'd say, some pretty good acting on uh, both Leonard uh, and uh, Leonard. DeForest. 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 <laughs> Leonard and That's Leonard. what gets confusing sometimes. The fact yeah. that there was a fake Leonard and a real Leonard. Yeah, these were some. There were some fun Spock. The McCoy Leos. Scenes. They did well. It is funny that like. McCoy, in theory, should also have been sort of regressing because five thousand years ago, you know, cavemen or whatever. But he Not was five thousand years ago. No, that's what they said. It was five thousand years ago. Yeah, but but human beings weren't cavemen five thousand years Where, ago. What the fuck was five thousand years ago? I'm bad at math. Uh, the Greeks, yeah, really? The Greeks. Okay, he's fine. Never was, mind. Weren't right? Yeah, because sure. it would be like close to three thousand BC. Yeah, less or, or less than three thousand. It would be like thirty. Yeah, oh yeah, because they're in the twenty third century. I'm doing my see that I'm basing it. Partly also, like, part of me is just basing it from now, not... So what, 2300? Right. I should probably know, yeah, but I don't really. 2700. What? No, 2700 would be the 26th? 28th century? They're in the 2300s. We're, we're, we're getting stuck on yeah. this. Yeah, was, Regardless, Bones was there was, there were, there were There were civilizations 5,000 years ago. Yes, there were, you're right. Like At least the, like Mesopotamia or something. Yeah, and like in Egypt as well. Oh like, yeah, for I sure. Think, I don't. Uh, I'm a, I fucking studied classics. I should probably remember, yeah. but I don't. But anywho, so they wouldn't have been cavemen. No, you're right. You're right. They he certainly should have been a little more racist. <laughs> well, everyone in the room was white. That's true. And he did call Spock a pointy-eared yeah, Vulcan. So. Yeah, his Vulcans were getting awfully close to fucking this week. It was, really. that was, Like, one of them was the most, like, fucking we've ever heard, and I was like, <laughs> But, uh, Spock... What the Vulc is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Spock's, uh, outburst, you know, oh, he did it so well, but, like, I don't think I've liked it, and I'm now I'm certain, or something oh, like yeah. that. That was I don't, great. The way you're needling me, or whatever, and I don't think I've liked it, and I don't think I like it now. Oh, or now I'm certain of it. Yeah, like that. He's God, that was so hot. So Ames and I were like, yes, yes. Yeah, they were so waiting yes, for a bit yes, of yes, yes. Doc on Spock action. Doc mm. on Spock. Yeah. Spock on Doc? Hop on Pop. Maybe they switch. <laughs> um, Spock on Top. Wait a minute. <laughs> this has gone places. Um, many, many places. In the butt. So now, in the past. In this season, we now have our three leads, each of whom have had a... A beloved who they've had to leave, had to abandon. You have Kurok and... McCoy can go back to his. Well, He's true. planning to. You have Kurok and, and what's her Miramani. name? Miramani. You have McCoy and... Natira. Natira. And now you have Spock and this bride. Zarabeth. Zarabeth. And in each case, there's been heartbreak. Starfleet personnel aren't allowed to settle down and be happy. Apparently. But yeah, there were some good moments that, even if it didn't quite make sense, the whole reversion thing, it yeah. led to some really good scenes with Spock yeah, and McCoy, con- so I'll take it. Conflicted Spock were great is together. my favorite Spock, because yeah. then you can actually see, like, the willpower to keep the emotions down. Yeah. And then it fails miserably. He got so upset that he ate some meat and he liked it. <gasps> yeah. I, I ate, ate some meat and I liked it. It was also kind of fun <laughs> to see the, like... Role reversal where where Doc's being the logical one. It's like think about it. That's he, she's he, probably he's lying. He's reverted to Greek philosopher. That's what it is. 
If A plus B equals C, ipso facto, I don't know shit at all about philosophy. But you know, when in Rome. Theorem. Yes. A whale's vagina. What? Uh, Anchorman. It's in that scene where he goes, when in Rome, and he's using it completely wrong. Right. He's saying it to mean, like, agree to disagree, right? Yeah. Yeah, overall, a pretty uh, pretty yeah. solid episode. We had good freezing-to-death makeup, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. frostbite on the hands and, and the Spock's face. ears. Spock's ears, yeah. I love that yeah, little detail. Frosty at the tips Because, of first. course, the tips would get would yeah. frosty first. Well, and they even, like, said, at one point, if you looked at him, they, like, they must have thrown some water on his face to make it look like... It was melting. The snow was yeah. starting to melt out of his hair, which was a nice touch. Yeah, it looked good. I was like, wow, that was... Because, obviously, it wasn't real snow in his hair, so they had to purposely go, like, all right, now water. Yeah, it was um, nice. It was a nice touch. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah, like, and, you know, not one of the great ones overall, but not bad. Yeah, this isn't going to be in the top five, but it's not... It's one, like, it's like a, I've been using it as a scale recently, but, like, it's one I would probably watch again. Yeah. Yeah. Savage oh. Curtain is never again. Oh, my God. Savage Curtain was fucking garbage of the highest order. What is I was the name in reference to? The Savage Curtain? Yeah. That's actually a good question. Pay no attention know. to that rock monster behind the Savage curtain? curtain? Savage Garden. I don't know. I do Savage know Garden. that the original uh, title for All Our Yesterdays was supposed to be A Handful of Dust. Hmm. Um, oh, that Spock and McCoy were originally supposed to be sent into a desert instead of a tundra, hmm. saved by weird mutant-looking creatures, and that Zerabeth up... wouldn't have been in the episode at all. They oh. might have wound up topless in the desert, so I'm a little Aww. sad that we didn't get that. Well, if it's any consolation, nope. we eventually get Scott Bakula and the guy that plays the chief engineer of the NX-1 in a desert, and I think we get to see them shirtless. I don't know who any of those people are. Scott Bakula's Quantum Leap. I've never seen Quantum Leap. Leap. But you don't know? Oh, you don't mean some like pictures? No, kind of what he looks like? Or? No, I literally don't have any. Oh. The entry on Scott Bakula in my it's brain just completely is completely empty. Well, oh, picture Dracula. That's what I was picturing. <laughs> and then... Not. Not. <laughs> and but at least you have a picture image. of Dracula in got your it. brain. Got it. I have it. Any final thoughts on all our yesterdays? I liked it. Yeah, it was good. Mm. And it made me actually, speaking of Doctor Who, it made me think sort of of uh, Silence in the Library a little bit with the mm. with the using the library being the point from which people are sent away to be saved from impending doom, sort yeah. of. Sort, sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, certainly the whole stable a, time loop thing is very Doctor Who. Yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect comparison. Sent away where you'll probably meet another different kind of untimely death. <laughs> or the Spock ma- should have just, like, forced Kirk to slingshot around the sun so they could pick up his girlfriend from the past. <laughs> well... And actually, you know, in that lost love sense, it does fit also, because Donna has her, like, man yeah, friend, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it turns out to all be yeah. Matrixy, and yeah. it sucks. Also, they like how, I don't know if they, if because we watched the um, the remaster, but how literally as they're flying away from the planet, it gets destroyed. Of course yeah, it does. I wonder what that looked like in the original. I will try to remember to watch it and report back. Man, I'm, I'm gonna, the nice thing in the future is we don't have to, like, oh, how was your version? How was yours? Because... Next week, folks, it's the end of TOS, you not the problem, not the, the experiment. Friendly oh. end. <laughs> it's the end of, of the world, world as we know it. So yes, our last live action appearance of the 1960s 1701 and uniforms and crew and all that in Turnabout Intruder, the final episode of Star Trek, the original series. Turnabout Intruder! Okay. Sounds like a command. So please join us for that. 
Uh, we're going to discuss that episode and sort of then wrap up TOS as a whole, give some thoughts, some, some opinions, some feedback. Uh, should be an interesting sort of time. Do please find and like our Facebook page, Stars Dear Herby. We are on Twitter and Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. Do please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting application. And if you use iTunes, think about giving us a rating and review. For a Stardust to hear her by, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Yeah, yeah. You got it also one makes thing. it cheap. <laughs> Little, well, I don't know. They, they had lots of fucking like wind burn. Oh, I just mean like they didn't have to, but they didn't have to pay the crew. Main they didn't crew, have to give which Walter Koenig his salami twenty sandwich. bucks <laughs> a salami <laughs> sandwich. Mm. Twenty bucks and the sandwich. He's really moving up in well, the world. It was, a, it was a mini sandwich this week. He was oh. just a cold cut. Yeah, it was like a finger sandwich. One of those ones you get from like Seven Eleven in the wrapper, and oh. you're like, I shouldn't be eating this, but I'm in they college. Just, yeah, they just buy a party sub and give everyone a you know a couple <laughs> inches of it. But Walter gets the smallest piece. Yeah. He gets the well, end yeah. piece. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> shitty end piece where there's, like, barely any meat. He gets whatever's left over, and he just hopes every week that Bill doesn't want seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill always he wants seconds. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor Walter Koenig. I hope he never finds this. I hope he does, but I hope when he does that he knows that he we're takes coming it. from he a takes place it. of love. Yeah, he takes it in the spirit in which it's intended. Complete and utter disrespect. <laughs> oh god! I'm just kidding. I actually, um, I love honestly. I love Walter Koenig I know. so much. Like I, I love to make fun of him, but like I actually feel a deep kinship with Walter Koenig. So 